Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. And for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome in. We hope that you will share, subscribe, and review the show. Our guest this week is Amara Brown, founder of Connecting, where she specializes in culture-conscious travel and encourages tourists to leave the walls of the all-inclusive resort and actually experience the destination through culturally immersive activities that make a huge impact on the local community. Enjoy the show. Hey y'all, really quick before we jump into this episode, we're doing a quick survey for the show and for our listeners so we can learn what you love about the podcast and how we can continue to bring you the content you love more often. In the show notes below, we have a link for you that will direct you to the survey. Once you fill it out and hit submit, you're good to go and you can continue to listen to the show. Thank you so much for your support. Now, Back to this episode. Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm Robin. And I'm Nikki. And today we have a special guest with us today, Amara. Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. How are you? I'm fabulous. Hi, everyone. We are so excited to talk to you today. I mean, there's a lot to cover. We want to hear... <laughs> all about it. Um, culture, conscious travel. And I mean, that's just so interesting to me. And you are the founder of connecting, connecting kin through travel. Amara, tell us about connecting kin through travel. So I um, came up with this idea when I came to Aruba, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later, but the whole purpose of my organization is to disrupt the narrative, the Caribbean tourism narrative. You know, right now it's pina coladas, mudslides, pretty pretty beaches, and that's not the Caribbean culture um, because the tourism industry is so white male dominated in the leadership. Everything is the same. You go to Jamaica, Aruba, anywhere you go, it's the same experience because you're staying in an all-inclusive resort and keeps you inside of the walls and you're not supporting the locals. Um, and I just want to disrupt that narrative that the Caribbean culture is this generic experience because it's not every Caribbean island has so much to offer and they're very different and distinct. There is a kinship that is created through that experience, but it's totally different. And so we want to make sure we're highlighting the black and brown and indigenous people of those islands and supporting locally owned businesses instead of supporting the Marriott or the Hilton or the same people, these billionaire um, industries, you know, why not support a local business, someone that looks like you most likely, um, or, and if you are an ally, that someone who you know needs it more than the Marriott, because I'm pretty sure you don't know anybody with the last name Marriott, <laughs> but you <laughs> will know, you know, you met Vanessa at this place and they own it and you talk to them. And that's, that's really what travel is. You connect with people. Yeah. 
I love it. Mm -hmm. So you curate these travel experiences that connect the tourists to the small businesses um, in the area. And tell us, how did you, how did that become an interest for you? How did you know this is something that you wanted to do? So I think intuitively, I always do this. When I go places, I just naturally am like, kind of like an explorer and yeah. I want to go and find things. So I'll go on Google and I'll start finding things. And then I just am extremely extroverted. So I'll start talking to people. Like one of my friends asked me once, well, how do you get a conversation started? I'm like, you just start talking to them. <laughs> so <laughs> I go up and ask people questions yeah. and things. And so typically that's what I've always kind of done. And I'm in my family, I'm like, in some of my friend group, I'm like the designer of the experiences. Okay. I've always been doing that. So when I came to Aruba, I started learning more about the tourism industry here. And that prompted me to then create this um, business because I had lived in Brooklyn for so long, mm -hmm. experienced gentrification um, and seen like, I'm like, oh, this is basically gentrification, but in a tourism way, mm -hmm. how can you stop doing this and really support locals? And I personally don't like staying in all inclusive resorts. I'm a plant-based eater. And okay. I find that they're, and I don't drink a lot, not that it's bad to drink a lot on vacation, right. but I, I don't really want to drink a mudslide and a pina colada. I don't even know why people drink those. Cause like, yeah. there's so many, like, usually when you go, there's like a local beer or mm -hmm. a rum or, I mean, rum in the Caribbean, right. Or like local juices. I'm like, why are we not pr promoting these experiences? And I don't really like how um, all-inclusive resorts as a woman of color, a black woman, you're typically around the people I'm trying to escape from. <laughs> so I want to be around people that I I, I consider sure. kin. And it doesn't always yeah. have to be Black folks. But yeah. typically, it's going to be people who are not. Uh, I just don't like how some of the tourists sometimes treat the locals. So I'd rather be yeah. a local experience. Yeah. I love that. Go ahead, Nikki. Well, yeah. I mean, I was just, I was thinking about that. I know for me, when I travel, if there's a local bus uh, system, you know, the transit system in the city, that's something that we'll seek out and, you know, ask mm -hmm. somebody, how do we ride the bus? And they're like, well, where do you want to go? I don't know. I just want to get on. I just mm -hmm. want to go. And I've actually ridden the bus in Aruba. Me <laughs> so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because awesome. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's funny there because, um, it, you know, it is one of the smaller islands, but we, so we just, I guess we just took the one that goes like straight across, you know, tip to tip and yeah. we're just on there, just hanging out on the bus. And uh, we rode past the prison. And I thought it was so cool that the prisoners had a view of the ocean <laughs> from, the, from the, I mean, it's just the things that you pick up yeah, and, that's the, hilarious. and the things that you see. So it, I mean, for me, that was like, Oh, look at that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah, right. I mean, I've I've done it in Mexico. I've done it a number of places where I've just ridden the bus with the locals and mm -hmm. usually try to be on there uh, like when their shifts are ending and they're getting off work. So I kind of see what I'm able to see what that looks like. And they're coming out of the resort and, you know, they have all their little things that they've collected and, mm -hmm. you know, just trying to make conversation with them. And, you know, well, where I'm like, well, where do y'all hang out? Cause that's where I want to go. <laughs> right. Exactly. So describe connecting and what makes it different from a travel agent? 
travel agency. So we have kind of three tiers of experiences where a travel agent wouldn't necessarily have that. Um, the biggest thing is that we are localized, right? Mm -hmm. My whole, I, I live in Aruba. When I start to expand to other islands, the goal would be to go there for multiple weeks, mm -hmm. maybe a month or more to really understand the culture. Because I think the thing is, is that as a travel agent, you're just connecting people with like a hotel okay. or something. You're not connecting them with like local experiences. Some may, I do know there are travel agents that do that, but my whole organization is focused on creating like three different types of experiences because there's different types of travelers. Yeah, I'm not a traveler that's gonna use a travel agent right. just because I like the experience of the finding. Mm -hmm. So the three offers that we have are we have connected guides, which are for travelers who are more like me that are going to be do it yourself. They just want just tell me where to go. I want to I want to adventure on my own. So those are going to be like we have like a, a kit that you just purchase that and then you just go and you just do your own thing. And that way you you have you don't have to Google and you don't have to spend time doing all of that. Right. Because if you are an explorer, sometimes you get lost and <laughs> we all probably have a story about that. Oh, I was going to this place and then I couldn't find it. And then I found this other place. So it's trying to help minimize that, that yeah. experience. And then we have our um, connected curation. The connected curations are more of a collaborative experience. Okay. Uh oh, I think we got frozen. Stay yeah, by. Let's see. Travel. Okay, go yeah. go back go one more time. We got frozen just for a second. Okay, just start the whole thing over. No, no, no. The second part about the uh, about the curated the second experience. Yeah. Okay. So our connected curations are going to be a collaborative experience. Okay. Experience. You and I are working together. Hmm. You are coming up with a vision, and I'm executing the vision for you. So this is for people who love to travel but hate the logistic aspect of it. Ah, so yeah. this is usually for like larger groups um it can be for a small group couple single person mm -hmm. but for people running retreats people who want to do like a family vacation and what happens is they fill out an inquiry form then i send them a proposal that has all of our business um partners and experiences so they're shopping for their experience oh i want this house i want this caterer i want this massage therapist and then they can see what they're purchasing, but it's more collaborative because I'm executing it. Once they've paid, mm -hmm. I do all the work, pay the vendors, everything, so they don't have to do that. They're just coming and having fun. And then our last one are connected experiences. This is for the person who's like, I just wanna show up and you just take me all the places. And so this is like zero effort. So, mm -hmm. you know, this is more of like seven days, six nights, come here, this is their itinerary, just buy it and you're good. So yeah. that those are our three kind of experiences. And so as a travel agent, you don't get that experience. You're not getting someone who is on the ground, who is helping you connect with local businesses in the same manner. Um, we are curating in some ways, which is similar to um, a travel agent, but this is a higher touch and it's more focused on the local community, um, which a lot of travel agents aren't because of course they're trying to make a profit through connecting with these um larger yeah. vendors which is totally you know there's a, a place for everybody mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's it's like this is almost um a, a different like you have big box marketing that you would see on a billboard and whatever 
but then you're offering the experience that like, no, you need to know somebody to get this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to take you to this magical place where yeah. you're going to see this, but yeah. you'd only know that if you connect it with someone local. Yeah. Correct. So, like, yeah. I'm on the ground, me and people going to places, talking to folks, connecting with, I'm like doing lots. It's very grassroots in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, because you're not doing that. A travel agent's not doing that. You know, they're not, not to say that they're not doing a great job because they are, and they, you know, they're offering a different type of experience. But if you're really trying to get like a local, I can't Google this. Like, for example, I have two very new vendors. Yeah. One of them is, you know, a business owner. She only can do takeout right now. She's like, we're working on the permits. I'm like, don't even worry about it because you're making jerk chicken and oxtail and all this. People want these things. Yes, they they do. They just don't know. And here in Aruba, for example, in order to be on the tourism website, you have to pay like 500 florins, which mm-hmm. is a lot per uh, month. Yeah. Which is a lot of money for a small business owner. Yeah. So there are some heavy hitters that people know about here that are more, you know, black owned businesses, but they're mm-hmm. gonna they're people who've been established for so long. Yeah. And so I'm really trying to help these people that are similar to me, right? Small business owners just trying to, you know, get up in there. That's what I'm trying to support because I feel like everybody can win at the same time. It doesn't have to be this competitive experience. It can be like, I'm winning, you're winning. It doesn't, we all can make it. I love this idea. And it's so funny. I travel with, (laughs) I travel all the time and we have a couple family trips And, you know, we have girl trips and then I have, you know, with my husband, but sometimes we'll go like with the group and they're like, oh, well, let's go to Bubba Gump Shrimp. And I'm like, really? Are we? You're like, why? You're like, why? (laughs) I'm not going to Aruba and going to Senior Frogs. I'm just not going to do that. I really want to go somewhere in the cut where there's like four chairs and there's a local, you know, in there making tacos or doing whatever it is that they specialize in. So I absolutely love, love this idea. So you have um, the local folks where you can go and dine. Do you have like for shopping as well? Tell us about some of the vendors. Some some of the other ones I'm working on are like, I'm working on um, nightlife. Oh yeah, for sure. One of the ones, but shopping is definitely one. and there's some, see, the thing is, Aruba, you, we import a lot of things. So yeah. um, we're going to like, if you're importing everything, then it's like things have a price. And so mm-hmm. there, there's not a lot of things manufactured in Aruba yeah. that, um, and so that's problematic with some of the shopping. And that's why mm-hmm. some of the prices are a little bit higher mm-hmm. and things like that. But I'm really trying to get what are the local experiences that the locals do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm trying to bring those to people. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, I, I love to go to like a local market where like, mm-hmm. if, if I'm in Jamaica, I got to get me a straw hat made. Cause, mm-hmm. cause you know, that's what I'm doing. Or, yeah. you know, there's the gentleman who, um, one of the times I was there, I bought a necklace and a bracelet from a guy and, uh, it, and it, it was just so funny. Every time I think about this, it was an abalone shell necklace that I don't know what he was cutting the shell with but it was held together with staples that he had bent and made them into little loops and rings 
Mm. And like, I bought the whole, I was like, okay, make me some earrings too. I'm going to get the <laughs> earrings. I'm going to get the necklace. I want the bracelet. I still have it. I mean, it's like almost 20 years old, but I was like, that is just the craft part of it. Yeah. And you know, the artist, and I'm like, you could not buy, uh, you know, just a little vendor on the street. Yeah. And I got this necklace and all this stuff and it's held together with some staples that this man has bent around to make like those, those are the experience. Those are the like, Ooh, that's travel. And I'm right. sure that you made his day when you purchased that, you know, because like, people take a lot of time, of <laughs> you know, that's the thing is I, that's, that's such a great point that you just made Robin. It's like, you're helping someone like a person then you actually know their name, like you met them. And I think we've gotten away from that with these large businesses and Amazon yeah. and stuff like this mom and pop, like, you know, the person who purchased it from, you're going to remember that experience. Yeah, you go home. absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's a story, you know, right? it's, it is. it's, it's a great story to tell. It's a great story to share and, you know, to just support someone locally they see tourists all day long a lot of these islands are you know dependent on tourism whether you hire a driver you know for the days that you're there or I'm always looking for the local food so I, mm -hmm. I I'm like I'm like excuse me <laughs> can I you, mean where can I get that street corn can you help me right <laughs> and that jerk chicken come on <laughs> I'm not going I'm not going like someone's like oh you have a Starbucks here I'm like Starbucks <gasps> and I think the thing is for local people that's yeah. nice because they don't that's not that's not a, they're not accustomed to that right, right. yeah but like I'm not going I went to Thailand once and everybody mm. wanted to go to McDonald's and I'm like bro we're in Thailand why are we not eating Thai food and going places, and I know that I, I am a plant-based eater, so I do have to be mindful when I go places, but I yeah. like food. So as long as it doesn't have meat or dairy, I'm good. Like, let's let's get it. Like, I want to try. Mm -hmm. And a lot of places are, it's not hard to find vegetarian things. It's just sure. a matter of asking. And I'm like, I want to eat. <laughs> I want to yeah. eat as much as possible while I'm here because I won't get this again. Yeah. You know? Right. This is awesome. So talk to us about, so how long have you been there in Aruba now? I have been here approximately 11 months. Oh, oh, year. so this is new, new. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is new, new. Okay. Talk to us about that. Like how I get here? choosing. Yeah. How, how did, okay. I'm just, I'm going to move to Aruba. Let's go. <laughs> this is a very long story, but I'm going to try to get <laughs> Um. It, it uh, so my whole experience started with moving to, I moved to Antigua last year. Um, I went there for my birthday, which is mm -hmm. in April. Had a really great time. I've always wanted to live abroad. I've always wanted to live in the Caribbean okay. and decided, <laughs> yeah, like I didn't study abroad in college and everything. So I went to, I mean, sorry, I went to Antigua, had a great time, go back to Antigua for what I thought would be a 30 day trip and turned into a five month experience. Wow. And I was like, cause when I came back um, for my birthday trip, I was like, oh, I'm going to move to it. I'm going to move to Antigua. It's dirty in Brooklyn. Blah, blah, blah. So I go for the 30 days as a trial run. And then it turns into, I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to the States to move out of my apartment in Brooklyn, 
some things happened in between that. But basically, I was going to move myself to Florida, get an apartment, try to use that as like, you know, a little income. And I said, I'm getting rid of all this stuff. I was 36 at the time. And I said, you know what? Everything's got to go. This is a new life. I'm just getting it. So everything that fit into my little Kia Ronda, <laughs> or Rondo, excuse me, um, came came with me. I drove to Florida, put my stuff in. Uh, I get there. And then I'm like, mm, this isn't it either. And so I was like, I'm putting myself in storage and I'm going to decide where I'm going to go. Always wanted to come to Aruba. My grandmother, before she passed, she would always tell me to go to Aruba. Mm. Um, I'd be like, well, I'm going to Thailand. She's like, you should go to Aruba because I know you're going to like it. And she, and then I'd be like, any, literally anywhere I was going, you got to go to Aruba. So the, I decided, um, I'm looking online, like, where am I going to go? Barbados. I'm like, no. Then I'm looking at Aruba. And this is where it gets a little woo-woo. So for everybody listening, <laughs> like, um, I read this book called The Universe Has Your Back. And in the yes. book, she tells you to, to pick a symbol that universe, God, whomever you believe in, will send you to tell you to go that way. Mine is a pear, like the fruit. Mm-hmm. So in one of the Airbnbs in Aruba, I saw a pear in like a fruit basket. And I'm like, hmm. So I, I'm like, no. So I keep looking. And I see more pairs. Oh. So I book a flight to Aruba, one-way ticket. I was a, it was Super Bowl Sunday. I booked the flight for the next Saturday. My car started acting up as I was like, oh, I can put it in storage. Started acting up. I said, this is resistance. I'm going to sell the car. So all my stuff's in storage. I get in the flight, come to Aruba, and I haven't left. I applied wow. to grad school <laughs> and things like that. So... But yeah, so I've been here. I just like totally fallen in love. With it. Wow, that's incredible! Oh boy, I mean, to be young again, being <laughs> being about it, man. Yes, exactly. I mean, just jumping in with both feet. I think that's amazing. I mean, and talk okay. about just what's the lesson? You know, you've been there eleven months. You're an entrepreneur, and I know every day is not peaches and cream, strawberries, <laughs> roses, bubbies, b- uh, bubbles and puppies. So mm-hmm. give us like one or two tips, you know, if you were to change something or maybe a lesson that you learned that you've learned. Mm. Through travel, like. To- no, just just generally. I mean, just this because this is real life. I mean, you are. Yeah, you've got your 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 company. But I mean, just making that decision and following your passion, following your heart and just saying, you know what? All that stuff is going into storage. This is where I need to be and just diving in. I mean, obviously you love it. Yeah. But if there's a message for like somebody else who might be out there thinking, um, hey, you know, I want to move to Bali or, you know, you know, doing something similar. What, What do you say? I would say two things. The first one would be if there's re- a lot of resistance, ask yourself why. Yeah. Because I think we try to force things. Like I was trying to keep my car, for example, and it was just, I mean, when I tell you the alarm was going, it was, I was having all these drama and I said, this, there's a lot of resistance because I'm not supposed to have this car anymore. I don't know why I'm not supposed to have this car anymore. And I just had to lean into like, look at what's happening. If it's not 
flowing, then it's not going. Like mm -hmm. that's really mm -hmm. because really being here has flown very uh, like been flowing. There are bumps, but yeah. in general, things are flowing really nicely, and mm -hmm. their life should not be a lot of resistance. Yeah, and so that's what I would say is like the main thing is just doing that. And I would say listen to like your whispers. I have been trying to come to Aruba, trying to live abroad for a very long time. I've always wanted to live abroad or try it. And it, it was something that I was scared to do um, in college because I was young. I didn't even have a passport when it was time. Um, and then I started, I just kind of fell in love with traveling, but mm -hmm. just kind of was a little tied to things in the States and really started to lean into like, what do I want? Because yeah. I think we're so focused on what is expected of us versus what we actually desire. So listen to your whispers, whatever your whispers are. There's always something that continues to come up in your head over and over again. And one of mine was like, try living abroad, go to in Aruba. You know, like these are things that kept coming up. Um, just like the, the, how like a lot of people found me through another podcast, I kept getting a whisper like, you should email them. And I just never did. And then once I did, like things came, you know, started opening up. So I think that's something I'm still working through, like trusting my intuition and listening to that. But that's, you know, we, we've learned as children to like get away from our intuition because everyone tells you to stop doing or don't do or yeah. this and that. But really children know so much because they're very intuitive creatures and like they're at their highest self because they come into the world like untainted and unjaded. Yeah. Yeah. And we tell them, don't do that. Don't do, don't, don't. And it's like, but no, they're, they're actually doing what feels good. And they feel invincible. So they don't, and it's just like, they're free. Right. There's a, there's a, uh, a certain freedom or agency. Um, I love that. That's yeah. wonderful. That that's an amazing story. Oh my goodness. I'm so inspired. It's like, oh, that's oh. Wait, you didn't even hear the whole thing. So that's just, that's just the on-air version. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, got, we got the after show, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could go on for a long time. Oh my goodness. But I, I love that. Listen to your whispers. I think that's the title of the show. Hello. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. So <laughs> real quick, before we wrap up, I want to know what's a day in a life for Amara over there as an expat. Oh. <laughs> in Aruba because I'm thinking okay I know you don't drink no mudslides no pina coladas no margaritas but no senior frogs what, no senior what do we Not, what do we do when we get up in the morning what's up typically what I've been trying to do is start my days off slower I was okay. a I mean I was I'm like a recovering type a person um okay. I used to get up at 5 30 go to the CrossFit at six o'clock in the morning oh. every day I was mm. hustling. I was living at Brooklyn, hustle bustle. I had yeah. multiple jobs, driving all over. I am trying to do the opposite of that, <laughs> pretty much. So I wake up. I don't set an alarm. I haven't set an alarm for I don't know how long, honestly. Um, so I get up. I do like some stretches and like do some like foam rolling. I try to get up slowly um, as much as I can. That doesn't mean I don't work because people think that just because you're an entrepreneur, you don't work. Typically, you know, I, I have a very um, non-traditional schedule. So I'll do a lot of things in the morning for myself. Um, and then I start my day, whatever that looks like. Some days it's sitting at the computer, sending emails, messaging with people, 
trying to figure out what is, where can I find the person that wants my services? Yeah. Um, mm. In a way that feels good to me because mm -hmm. I don't like chasing people. That, that That's the one thing about sales and marketing that um, when you're an entrepreneur, people don't tell you about how much it feels like you have to find like your secret sauce, like where, where, what avenues, where, what's, um, what rooms do you need to be in that feel good to you? So you're not like, I mean, this goes back to the resistance I was talking about. So I'm typically trying to figure out what feels good to me. What can I give, bring people? How can I show them this amazing place? Um, and that also is not only, I have like multiple avenues I'm trying to do, right? It's like clients and I also have to find business, um, partnerships here. So following right. up with those people, um, sending proposals, trying to make sure that the clients I do have, whatever, I have a retreat coming up soon with a group of people that I make sure I have all those things. So it's just, you know, it's a lot of different pieces. Um, and you know, I, I like right now it's eight 30 my time at night. And so, you know, I might start off slow, but typically throughout the, like I'm staying up later, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I really try to find times to take breaks, make sure I eat, drink water. <laughs> um, and con also connecting with other entrepreneurs. I think that's something yeah. that's huge because people who have nine to five stable jobs don't understand your experience because they have a check coming every two weeks, every month. Yeah. And there are like a lot of hurdles when you're you're on the rise of the business versus sure. when you are set, even when you're set in business, it's always changing and evolving. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of, I'm always thinking about my business. There's yeah. never a point of the day that I'm just out. I have to set boundaries, like turn my computer off. I physically put it away because otherwise I will sit and work all day. And so I think that's what people don't realize about entrepreneurship. It's something that's on your mind constantly. Whereas mm -hmm. when you leave a job, you physically get up and you leave it. Yeah. Um, you don't think about it and you're not doing everything in the one job. You're doing marketing, not yeah. HR, <laughs> human, you know, finance, mm -hmm. sale, accounting, you know, all of the everything. So it's just a matter of trying to. So every day is different, which I love, honestly. Um, I like the the difference of every day because mm -hmm. I think that somebody who gets really bored really easily, I can take in a lot of information quickly. And so this helps me stay innovative, stay creative, um, and stay really like finding joy in my work. I think yeah. that helps. So yeah. That I was a long that. <laughs> No, I mean, because people like to know, it's like, wow, you're in Aruba. So you're not sitting on the beach all day. I mean, you are grinding, you know, trying to solidify partnerships, looking for clients and also networking with other entrepreneurs. So, I mean, that's, that's a job. Yeah. And so, you know, in order to be successful, you gotta, you gotta grind it out. So I and it's absolutely a job that appreciate I don't that. A pay paycheck, yeah. you know, like right. I may not depending, and I think that's what people don't understand. Yeah, it's like yes, sometimes you have to rest because you are literally doing everything and mm -hmm. you create. And so yeah, I go to the beach on the weekends and things like that, and I try to keep the windows open when I work, so at least it feels like I'm outside or you know sure. things. Like I try to do these small things because mm -hmm. the sunshine will change your life, man. <laughs> if you have sunshine every day, it definitely changes your mood. 
Yeah. But it's grinding. You know, you're working hard and I'm trying to find an easeful grind. That's mm-hmm. the best way. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't want the grinding to feel like I was in New York because I was stressed out. My body hurt. I was always tense. And now I'm trying to find a way. How do I bring this Caribbean like easeful experience and this community-based um, experience that you get in Aruba and bring that into my day-to-day while still being consistent and pushing forward with the business in a way that feels good and that will generate, like you're planting a seed and you're watering it and watching it grow. But you know, the growth, you can't, you can't determine how fast or slow that'll be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So other than the sunshine, what's your other favorite thing about Aruba? The people. Yeah. I, I just have, there's some really amazing people that I, I interact with every day here in Aruba. Um, and I just love them. Yeah. Like it's just, I just found the community. And I think that's the biggest reason why I stayed. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. So you're there almost a year now. Um, any visions or plans for expanding to other islands? And Absolutely. what would be your next conquest? Yes. So remember I was telling you about the whispers. One of the whispers keeps coming the Bahamas is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can definitely do Antigua as well because I lived there for so long, five yeah. months, pretty good. And I know people who still live there. So, but I really want to focus on islands that have this like all-inclusive resort like focus because mm-hmm. there is that is the main reason why people go there, but there is so much more culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so that mm-hmm. Antigua and Barbados, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, Bahamas are two that have been coming up for me a lot. And sure. so those are the two that I'm thinking will be the next, okay. um, the next ones. And maybe even someone mentioned Turks and Caicos and I was like, oh, oh I haven't been there. So okay. <laughs> those are where I'm thinking. I like That's, it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so true because you go to these places and I mean, I'm like, oh, if I just knew one person, you know, right. or, or you're hoping like, oh, let me just meet somebody cool at the hotel so I can ask them, yeah. they can put me on to, right. you know, who, right. you know, I, I want to leave the walls. I'm going to leave the gate. <laughs> yes. Right. I want to get out. <laughs> yeah. And Amara, you have made uh, that possible for people to leave the gate, to leave the walls of the uh of the resort i absolutely love it where can people find you i am on the best place would be to join the newsletter because that's where we drop everything but in terms of the website which you can go get on the newsletter by going to the website which is www.connecting.co not com.co <laughs> and that's k-i-n-n-e-c-t-i-n-g.co and then on all socials we are so we're on instagram and on facebook at connecting.co as well excellent and, and i will link all email. that to the show notes oh great yeah, yeah. and now you can email us at hey at connecting.co okay. if you want to send an email excellent tell us something uh, um that you want our audience to know that I may not have asked? Oh, um, let me think. Oh, if we've covered it, you're fine. But I don't know. I'm like, I'm sure there is something. Okay. But I'm like, I don't know. Um, I think one of the things is with my experiences, I am considering doing retreats, things that are going to be rest- restful. Um, like mm-hmm. we're talking like a two week retreat, not just like a week. Oh, 
where the first week would be rest, like literally like don't do anything. And then the next week we talk about um, how do we want to make changes? Because I think a lot of people have been telling me this experience that I've done is very courageous. And how did you do that? And I'm like, there, I mean, I did a lot of things, but I think people are more courageous than they think. Yeah. Because mm. courage is not something you're, it's not just like an innate thing. Like you're a Gryffindor in Harry Potter or you're not. <laughs> like yeah. People have, courage is a muscle that you have to work. Mm-hmm. And you people assume that you're courageous because you just, you know, you're not scared. No, courage is doing it scared, doing it anyway. And so I've been mm-hmm. scared this whole time and I still did it. Um, and so I think there's something to be said about maybe doing some retreats to help people really tap into their courage so that they can then make a plan to move forward. So that's mm-hmm. kind of something that's also that I'm like percolating. It's like, how can I bring a similar experience to others in maybe a short amount of time? But yeah. Awesome. I love it. Let me sign up for this <laughs> newsletter and uh, book my flight to Aruba. Right? I need to go back too. Yeah. You should come for Soul Beach. That's the one we <laughs> I'm thinking about coming back in May for Soul Beach. I because I love that festival. It's so join cool. the newsletter girl because I'm about to send out all the dates. Yes. Okay. I will absolutely <laughs> I will absolutely do that. Nikki, do you have anything else? I don't. I'm just I'm thinking about all the cool stuff that I saw on my trip there. And I'm like, okay, it's time. Yes, it's time to back. come it's back. It's time to yes. return. Yeah. Well, Amara, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank and um, gosh, we just look forward to connecting. Yeah. In real ah. life. Yes. <laughs> See what I did there? See what I did yes. there? Yes. You get it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. We appreciate your support of the show. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Thank you.